Chapter 26 of Explanation of Catholic Morals. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. Explanation of Catholic Morals by John H. Stapleton. Hope. The first commandment bids us hope as well as believe in God. Our trust and confidence in His mercy to give us eternal life and the means to obtain it this is our hope founded on our belief that god is what he reveals himself to us able and willing to do by us as we would have him do hope is the flower of our faith faith is the substance of the things we hope for to desire and to hope are not one and the same thing we may long for what is impossible of obtaining while hope always supposes this possibility better a probability nay even a moral certitude this expectation remains hope until it comes to the fruition of the things hoped for the desire of general happiness is anchored in the human heart deep down in the very essence of our being we all desire to be happy we may be free in many things in this we are not free we must have happiness greater than the present happiness of one kind or another real or apparent we may have different notions of this happiness we desire it according to our notions life itself is one long painful unsatisfied desire when that desire is centered in god and the soul's salvation it incontinently becomes hope for then we have real beatitude before us and all may obtain it it can be true hope only when founded on faith not only is hope easy natural necessary but it is essential to life it is the mainspring of all activity it keeps all things moving and without it life would not be worth living if men did not think they could get what they are striving after they would sit down fold their arms let the world move but they wouldn't especially is christian hope absolutely necessary for the leading of a christian life and no man would take upon himself that burden if he did not confidently expect a crown of glory beyond sufficient to repay him for all the things endured here below for conscience's sake hope is a star that beckons us on to renewed effort a vision of the goal that animates and invigorates us it is also a soothing balm to the wounds we receive in the struggle to be without this hope is the lowest level to which man may descend st paul uses the term men without hope as the most stinging reproach he could inflict upon the dissolute pagans to have abandoned hope is a terrible misfortune despair this must not be confounded with an involuntary perturbation a mere instinctive dread a phantasmagoric illusion that involves no part of the will it is not even an excessive fear that goes by the name of pusillanimity. It is a cool judgment like that of Cain. My sin is too great that I should expect forgiveness. He who despairs loses sight of God's mercy and sees only his stern, rigorous justice. After hatred of God, this is perhaps the greatest injury man can do to his master, who is love there has always been more of mercy than of justice in his dealings with men we might say of him that he is all mercy in this world to be all justice in the next therefore while there is life 
there is hope the next abomination is to hope but to place our supreme happiness in that which should not be the object of our hope men live for pleasure riches and honors as though these things were worthy of our highest aspirations as though they could satisfy the unappeasable appetite of man for happiness greater folly than this can no man be guilty of he takes the dross for the pure gold the phantom for the reality few men theoretically belong to this class practically it has the vast majority the presumptuous are those who hope to obtain the prize and do nothing to deserve it he who would hope to fly without wings to walk without feet to live without air or food would be less a fool than he who hopes to save his soul without fulfilling the conditions laid down by him who made us there is no wages without service no reward without merit no crown without a cross this fellow's mistake is to bank too much on god's mercy leaving his justice out of the bargain altogether yet god is one as well as the other and both equally the offence to god consists of making him a being without any backbone so to speak a soft incapable judge whose pity degenerates into weakness and certainly it is a serious offence no hope should be sensible and reasonable it must keep the middle between two extremes the measure of our hope should be reasonably to be the measure of our efforts for he who wishes the end wishes the means of course god will make due allowances for our frailties but that is his business not ours and we have no right to say just how far that mercy will go even though we lead the lives of saints we shall stand in need of much mercy prudence tells us to do all things as though it all depended upon us alone then god will make up for the deficiencies end of chapter twenty six